1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's The Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio,
3: great to be with you. I'm Bart Winkler, David Shepard's here, Marco Belletti, as well as we are breaking down all things there are to break down about Super Bowl 58. The 49ers lost, the Chiefs won. Next year, the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl are the San Francisco 49ers, and then number two is the Kansas City Chiefs, according to most sports books. Why? How how? Don't give the Chiefs any more fuel. How the Lions, Ravens, Bills, Bengals, Packers, Cowboys are the next batch. Dolphins, Eagles, Chargers, Texans. The team with the worst odds are the Carolina Panthers. 150 to one. We will talk throughout the week about the future of these teams for the Chiefs. How long can they do this for the Niners? How likely is it do they that they get back? I think it's very interesting to see, you know, these teams. They've met twice in the Super Bowl in the last four years. Different quarterbacks for the Niners. Same old quarterback for the for the Chiefs. Teams relatively the same. Although they did trade Tyreek Hill and then win two Super Bowls, of which Tyreek Hill wrote online today, why am I catching strays? Like I I was with them and then now I'm not, but I'm still don't blame me like they needed me for a while why am i catching strays out here 855-212-4227 let's
4: get to tyler in maryland uh what's up hey how's it going bart hey man uh if you won't talk about fives how about the chunky soup commercials
3: (laughs) big big soup big soup is coming for
4: you yeah um i uh I noticed something at the end of the game, and, and I'm, I was talking about it with the people I was watching with, and online I don't see anything. I threw some comments out there. No, no, no one took me up on it, so I thought I'd throw it out here. At the end of overtime, right before the game-winning touchdown, Travis Kelsey gets the first down at the three-yard line with 40 seconds left. The Chiefs have two timeouts. They don't call a timeout. They let it run down to like six seconds before they snap. By the time you realize what's going on, they won the game. But why would they run the clock down? Why would they run the clock? Why would they call a timeout? Yeah, they have forty forty seconds left on the three yard line with a first down and two timeouts, and the literal Super Bowl is on the line, and they are losing. And they so apparently, a I, and I was not sure that either.
3: Apparently, they would. It would just have been the end of a quarter. It wouldn't have been the end of the overtime period, so there was no urgency with the clock, even though we're so trained for there to be. There wasn't.
4: Oh, it's like they they keep the ball at the same yard line and the same progress. Like, it's not they would have kickoff. switched sides of the field. Wow. Okay, so I just misunderstood the rules. So, yeah, they would have just switched sides. Well, I
3: don't the- know that that part was clear. And for a while, like, I don't think that they ever – because then if, if it's the way that you thought it was and that I was wondering, I'll admit – um, then a team could try to possess the ball for 15 minutes and, and really run at the clock and, and then never let the other team score. But these rules, these rules say, and that's why the guy, the referee was like, it's a new game. It's a new game. We're, we're doing a new game. So they would have, they would have just had the ball again on the other side of the field.
4: Right, we're missing something though. They were losing. So if the clock expired... The game's over. It doesn't. But it wouldn't have
3: been over because they had not yet had a full possession. So the game isn't over based on the clock. It's based on did they have a possession or not? Did they have the ability to score? Yeah. The clock really, the clock is almost, it's almost, there's almost no need for a clock. I guess if you're going to do this in a different setting where what side of the field you're on matters, that's why there's a clock because then you'd switch after 15 minutes. But what, what we're so used to is overtime periods where it's the end. And then we do a new period instead of a, like, it wouldn't have been double overtime. It would have just been, I I don't think I, it would still have been overtime. It would just been like the second quarter of overtime. I don't think we would have, we would have called it double overtime because that's what we have called it. But I don't know that they would have called it double overtime. I was I was frantic, Tyler, last night, like, looking at the rules of this and wondering if there are other people thinking, because I was looking at the clock, and it did seem like they were just, like, the Chiefs, obviously, that's, they obviously knew. Otherwise, they would have been freaking out. But could you imagine if the clock just ended and the Chiefs were like, what? And they're like, no, that's the rules. That would have been the worst ending to a Super Bowl ever.
4: That happened to the Bills, I think, in the regular season. They couldn't get the snap off to do a final play because that is it. just ten minutes. That's it. Ten minutes. You don't. You
3: go home. This they they obviously had to find a winner, and so in the playoffs they are different. But it was confusing. Uh, they did address it in the booth, I think, a little later than they could have, but they figured out what was going on. And I, I think the first clue that I had was there was no two minute warning. Uh, the, like they the, they let that keep going, so. That should have given a clue, but it was it was chaotic. I think it added to the chaos not knowing what exactly is happening here and wondering why the Chiefs are going a little slow.
4: Right, okay. So I guess if it, the clock would have mattered more and it would have expired and been fi- a final thing, if that was in fact like the fourth possession, like if they traded field goals real quick or they got two quick touchdowns and then it's like no more possessions anymore, You'd, no more like – sharing or guaranteed. Well, then that. it would have been, yeah,
3: it would have been sudden death. So they would have just played until somebody scored again.
4: But if the, but they're given timeouts and things like that. Do, so when the clock expires and it starts another double overtime, do you get your timeouts replenished?
3: I don't know if they would have done a halftime of the overtime or not. Yeah, I don't
4: know. Okay. I also find it strange that the 49ers players were saying they didn't know the rules when in fact, didn't they change playoff rules? like last year or after the Josh Allen thing with the not getting a coin toss. Like hasn't that been a thing for at least a couple of years? Yeah. But until it affects you, I don't know that you really like read up on it. I mean, I'm not a player in the NFL and I noticed, so I feel like that players probably are closer to that. You just called.
3: Right? No, you You just called. You're not,
4: you, you, the whole point of this call was you didn't notice. Well, I, I knew that both teams were able to get, Oh, okay. Uh, possession even if the <laughs> first team scores a touchdown. That was the big Josh Allen thing is they didn't get the coin toss and then Mahomes scored a touchdown. So Josh that's why the on.
3: Chiefs knew because they helped change the rule. They were practicing and thinking about this back in August. The Niners had just flashed on the screen, and I saw somebody, somebody say that the Niners found out about the overtime rules at the same time that Ice Spice did. Oh, my God.
4: Yeah, wasn't it like Ayuk saying like he just thought if you scored a touchdown you win when in fact no that that is like unofficially the Josh Allen rule like you can't just anyway I feel like it's it's weird that they didn't even know I, I've at least known that for a couple of years but the the new yeah. Super Bowl rules or whatever that is yeah okay interesting thank you for uh, yeah clearing thanks that up.
3: yeah thanks Tyler I don't mind I mean I I'd, I'd like to talk about it because I was confused were you confused at all Shep about what was going on or were you. Did you have the overtime rules studied letter down to the law beforehand?
5: No, I I, I wasn't particularly aware of that because obviously there was that rule change after Buffalo, Kansas City. But we're, we're accustomed to always thinking if you score a touchdown first, you win. But that is not an excuse for the 49ers not to know the rules of overtime. You have to be prepared for every situation. We're not getting paid eight, nine to nine figures a year to play the game or coach the game of football. So that doesn't excuse the 49ers for then, uh, you know, putting their hands up and saying, sorry, we weren't aware of overtime rules.
3: The chiefs certainly knew because I think a lot of people, you got to tell me of the 120 million people watching that at least like a third of them were looking at the clock being like, this thing's going to expire. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if this was a quarter or a period, or I still don't know if they would have, would they have done a halftime? Did would usher have to come back out? Like what, what the hell? I don't know what would have happened. The whole thing was like unsettling. And um, because I don't think they ever like thought that that would be a situation. So they got the playoff. They knew um, it wouldn't have been a big deal. They just would have gone down to the other side. But I think a lot of people would have been like, what's going on here? I, I, I it was weird. It was weird. And it kind of took me out of the final moment a little bit. And always, even though it wasn't, I can only say this right. Anti- Climactic.
5: So, Bart, that's where. And listen, I mean, Jim Nance and Tony Romer are, are, are do a really good job, and obviously Jim Nance is one of one. Um, but I don't know if that was as clear as possible at the beginning. Like, I know they had like the like like. I'll tell you this much. I don't even, I I don't even put this on them. They went to the referee, um, Gene Ster- Gene uh, uh, Steratore, I believe, right. In the booth, yeah. To, to kind of go over the overtime rules, they should have put that on the screen. They should have plastered it on the screen, full screen, and says, this: these are the rules of overtime, because it wasn't clear. And so I think for a lot of people, watching the game, it's too loud, it's noisy, there's, you know, people are, are talking. That, that's the one game where you really can't hear what's on the TV all the time, because there's, because there's parties watching, there's a lot of Super Bowl parties. They should have put that up there, and I think because they didn't, they did it verbally, but they didn't do it in writing, and that's what confused a lot of people.
3: Yeah, I'm just, we're not used to it. This is different. Um, I, it is better, by the way. Like, this is better. This is how the overtime should be in the regular season. At least have a 15 minute overtime because what Tyler was talking about, the, you know, the Bills run out. It's 10 minutes. You run out of time. You run out of time. It's stupid. We should not just find a winner. What are they worried about? We're going go to go to triple overtime right. and the guys are going to just, then, then, then. That's the game. I don't know. I don't I don't like that the over that it's so weird and dumb and the only reason this rule changed was because we didn't like the old one and it's just uh it's annoying. It's annoying that they have player safety. I feel like what the NFL does with player safety is they use that and, and I do believe they they want their players to be safe, okay? I do believe that. But in terms of what they use it for, they use it as an argument sometimes when it benefits a change they want to make.
5: And, and Bart, I'll tell, you the, I'll tell you the biggest play of this game, and it's not being talked about enough. Second and four, you're at the nine, the 49ers in overtime. It looks like you're actually going to score a touchdown. They hold Christian McCaffrey to no yards on that run. And at that point, you got to be thinking to yourself, Bart, this is four-down territory. And I didn't hear Kyle Shanahan get pressed on that. Because what you got to assume is the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown. You have to assume that, and you're you have at to with Mahomes. You have to, and you're at the nine yard line. That has to be four down territory. I don't because you know what? You got to say to yourself: if you don't make it, you still have one of the better defenses in the NFL. A rely on your defense to pin them back because you're going to have them at least at the nine-yard line on their end. But you have to go for broke. You have to at least put up seven in that spot. And the 49ers were more than complacent to put up three points.
3: It was interesting because the Packers had played the Niners and they knew they were going to have to score points but were unable to score as much as they needed. And the Lions, you know, Dan Campbell knew he needed to score a bunch of points but then did go for a field goal in the first half and the Niners knew they needed to score points and they let a lot of opportunities slip away. That's why we talk about when the chiefs were driving at the end of the first half, the Niners had the ability to call a few timeouts to get the ball back and get a possession. They got it. They just, you know, Brock Purdy had a kneel down and and that was it. That was, that was what they were content with doing, which was a wasted opportunity. So yeah, Shanahan, this wasn't of all the games he's coached where there's been a blowout or a, a comeback or a blown lead or a choke. I don't think this was the worst of them, but still it's another one. And that just adds up and makes the pile bigger. And that's why, you know, there is more of that conversation, at least on him a little bit today. Emily is in San Diego. Hey, Emily.
6: Hey Bart, healthy going tonight
3: for you. Oh, it's going good. What's up? It's going good. <laughs>
6: Hey, I just wanted to call because, you know, I wanted to point out something. Last year, Super Bowl, Mahomes, with a bad ankle, made a run for it. And then the very next play, they won the Super Bowl. Isn't this ironic that this year the same thing happened? Mahomes made a run for it, and then the game ended. Or didn't end, but um, then he made a touchdown to – And then they went into overtime. But uh, I just thought I'd point out some irrelevant facts to the game. Now, the reason why I really called you, Bart,
5: Mm -hmm. is
6: because I wanted to let you know that I'm voting you and Chef my goat. Wow. (laughs) I listen to you every night. I deliver food. And I deliver... I listen to the radio every night, so um, you guys are fantastic. You make me laugh. You're so smart, and I just want to let you know.
3: Are we talking <laughs> like goats of this time slot, or goats of <laughs> all radio? Yeah. Cause...
6: well, I listen to from from nine o'clock till eleven. I listen to all the radio shows, and. Yes,
5: in your time slot? Yes. <laughs> <Thank> well that <laughs> um, Emily, I'm Sorry. So for, I'll take so, it. so for clarification, thank you so kind of you. So when you say 9 to 11, do you mean 9 to 11 p.m. to p.m. or 9 a.m. to 11 p.m.? No. To 11 yeah. p.m.
6: Yeah.
5: Oh, so we're talking 14 hours.
6: No, 9 to 11. Okay, 2 yeah, hours. Got, I it. Guess Got so. it. So, so, yeah. it's, so yeah. it's a nice
5: it's a nice with the best to do this in, in a two-hour time frame, not a 14-hour. I think that's still a nice compliment. Thank you.
6: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm totally serious. I, I wait for you to come on, and you just are kicking the pants.
5: <laughs> well, I hope I can fit oh. into my pants after, after I ate all the I ate last night, Emily. <laughs> well, thank you, Emily. It's very nice.
6: You're welcome. We'll
5: all right, talk soon.
3: Well,
6: all righty. Bye-bye. See Emily.
5: you, Emily. Thank you, Emily. Did you have a big spread last night, Chef. Uh, I'm eating too much, Bart. I'm putting on too much weight, man. Like it, it, it's the late thirties getting to me. So I, 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 I gotta, I gotta do better. Like I, I, gotta be like Kyle Shanahan and actually call time out. Wow. Do the intermittent fasting that I'm doing. How's that going
3: for you? Uh, well, it's good during the week. Okay. It's bad on the weekends. Yeah, yeah.
5: What's with what's with the old face there, Chef? What's where, where'd the beard go? Oh, so. That means you're watching my videos, thank you of course. I appreciate that, Bart. um uh so I think that I'm going for um I don't think the beard ages me well, so I think you know i'm I'm not young, but I'm young enough where I can still kind of get away with you know having my face be a weapon for me in the digital context, because I know we love our fans that listen on to us on the radio and Odyssey app, but so much of what we now do is physical, and it's why I think why we should get a camera. On Bart Winkler because it's going to add a lot of content to what you already do. Wait, we'll get there. Okay, we're working on it. There you go. We'll get there. What did you say about your face as a weapon? Oh no, no, no! no. Like an asset, not like a, not like a, uh, a deleterious or like a dangerous weapon. Like it's it's a it's a weapon. Like it's something that deleterious. Served. Yeah. What are you, Mark Jones over here? Well, Bob Bob Costas, but I, you know, uh, but that's no here nor there. Uh, by the way, did you catch Bob Costas on Bill Maher? I did not. Okay. Uh,
3: somehow, I somehow that one slipped by me.
5: Okay, let me tell you something. There's some fireworks being being uh, being shot there. So if you get a chance and you want to be entertained for three four minutes, I mean Bill Maher is brilliant, Bob Costas is brilliant. It's some of the best content in terms of talking about where we are as a society you will ever find. I. Uh, <laughs> I'll take your word on it. It's really, really good, How about let's not and say we did? Okay, and by the way, Jon Stewart, hosting the Daily Show, I'm excited, Bart. On Mondays, Mondays, Mondays. Yes, yes. See, we're we're that great that we can give love to other people that get behind a microphone and do this for a living as well. We are not threatened by anybody. That are on at the same time as us. Well, no, we we encourage people to listen to us live and then go back and, uh, you know, watch a pre-recording of uh, you setting them up on Hulu or uh, Apple TV, whatever the case may be. So you think you look better without a beard? Yeah, that was a long winded way of talking about everyone else and not actually answering your question. Yes, I do think I look better without a beard. Yeah. I mean I get I mean I get about eight to ten thousand views a video, so I'm doing something, right? I I like the beard. Well, you're biased though, because you, you grow a nice beard yourself. So of course you're gonna say you like a beard on another guy. I'd, grow, I'd I'd. work. I'd get that thing back there, Chef. No, no. Get that. Just, get that beard back. No, I'm a good-looking guy, Bart. I got a good face to to put out there. I don't want to spoil that. i am am a. I'm a good-looking. I'm a good-looking guy. I know that. I was a model at one point, and I'm not. What kidding. for? What? Well, I'm not saying it was like runway Ashton Kutcher type of modeling, but I. No, I've modeled some. I've modeled in my past. Yeah. You didn't expect this segment to go the direction that it did, but that's that's the beauty of live radio. Yeah, but I'm being serious. I Shep, have, I have take, mod- getting your picture taken
3: in an alley from some guy you met online no, isn't modeling. No,
5: no, I was in I was in a magazine. Like I was I, w- I did some modeling back in my uh, in my teenage years when I was 18, 19 years old. And I, you know, I'd like to think that if you caught me from a certain glimpse, that I'd still kind of pass for a teenager. So I didn't do. Is this public domain? Can we see it? No, no, you can't. But I but you just got to take you got to take my word for it. I was also in a independent film. In my acting days uh, when I was in my late teens as well. Uh, I was also in an independent film. It's called Pump Pop Punk Zombies. Oh, I was trying to that five times fast. I ate a guy. Really? Mm-hmm. So you were Hannibal Lecter?
3: No, nah, I was just in one scene.
5: Okay, that's something. So you, are you on IMDb? I believe I am. That's impressive, Bart. Congrats, man. Yeah, I believe I got it. Uh, there it is. Look it up. That's impressive. You know what you got to do? You got to get on those NFL top tens, man. I'm on IMDb, but I I had
3: a I had, I had an alter ego name. Uh, but it's
5: not it's not it's not Brett, is it?
3: No, it's it's Wink's Bodega. Oh, I, I don't know, man. Let's get out of here. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Uh more coming up. CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show
2: on CBS Sports Radio.
7: Watch the breakdown.
2: Listening to the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports
3: Radio. CBS Sports Radio, I am Bart Winkler, 855 212 4227. We're talking about the overtime rules and some of the confusion about that clock winding down. Well, I've got some clarification. I have found the official NFL rulebook, and here are some things that are pertinent to the conversation. If the score is still tied at the end of an overtime period, or if the second team's initial possession has not ended, the teams will play another overtime period. Play will continue regardless of how many overtime periods are needed for a winner to be determined. So there were people across the country panicking or even wondering what was going on with the clock. Why weren't the chiefs calling any timeouts because they didn't need to. The same timing rules that apply at the end of the second and fourth regulation periods also apply at the end of a second or fourth overtime period. Basically, the second period is the second quarter. Now, there would not be a halftime, I wondered. There will be a two-minute intermission between each overtime period, no halftime intermissions. If there is still no winner at the end of a fourth overtime period, there will be another coin toss, and play will continue until a winner is declared. So those are the overtime rules. Let's see. If there is no winner at the end of a 8th overtime period... What? If there is no winner at the 8th overtime period, the two teams will engage in a tug-of-war battle that can only be done by p- players wearing odd-numbered uniforms. If there is still no winner after that, there will be a fight gladiator style until one man can no longer move? Whoa. Okay, well, I'm glad we got this settled when we did. (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, The last two were jokes. Maybe not funny, but they were jokes. Tony is in Massachusetts. What's up, Tony? What's
7: up, Bot? I'm going to try to remain calm. So it just seems like see, the great ones make you pay when you make a mistake. There was turnovers in the game. San Francisco did not make Kansas City pay for it. There was a turnover in the game. Pat Mahomes made them pay for it. And then people are not even talking about the fact that they're talking about, oh, they were lucky when the ball went off the guy's leg for the punt. But then he even talking about Checo fumbling the ball down in the red zone. If they score a touchdown or field goal there, that changes the whole aspect of the game. And on top of that, Shanahan, he froze. At that overtime, when they was down in, in Kansas City, didn't call a timeout. Did you notice they was letting the clock run down? But then they came up and snapped the ball. I think they caught San Francisco off guard. I think Shanahan should have called a timeout there because he had to in San Francisco and in Kansas City he had to. I yeah. think he froze, man. I think he froze. I think he was confused about what was going on himself in the moment. He froze. Andy Reid knew exactly what was going on. They didn't rush. They came up. It was what like six seconds when they snapped the ball, and you can see that the defense was not set. They prepared for
3: that situation where other teams may be like, why waste any time in August or at any point of the season preparing for an overtime rule in the playoffs? It's a waste of time. Let's just focus this week. We got to focus this week on the Saints, you know, or whatever. The Chiefs prepared specifically for overtime. The 49ers did not. The Chiefs won in overtime. I mean, I I think that that is where the biggest criticism of Kyle Shanahan could go in this one. Uh, And so, yeah, I would, I, I, I echo what you're saying.
7: um, I I taped it. If you go back and look at that last possession before they won, you can see Kansas city was not rushing. And then all of a sudden they got to the line of scrimmage and snapped the ball. I think they knew exactly what they wanted to do. Shanahan got caught with his pants down, man. He was, he was confused himself. He should have called a timeout and he did not. Yeah, but the he was. Ones make you pay for your mistakes. Practice. He was, and they said, "Well, why did not they run the ball down there when um they was like in second and four? If they remember the game, they ran it. They stuffed them because it was a short field. He 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 put them in the box. The shorter field made it better for them to go to box." Um, to, to box up the line of scrimmage to stop the run because they knew that they wanted to do. They wanted to get him in a third and four to put him in a passing situation, and then pff, he dialed it up the Blitz, and that's all it took. That's all it took. They knew exactly what they wanted to do. So I don't want to hear nothing about luck, okay? Because we can say that all day. You know, the great ones make you pay for your mistakes. No matter what, Patrick was getting the ball back with a minute or something plus with two timeouts. You do not want it. That's Brady-esque. Yeah. Brady-esque. Yeah, and then so we were talking earlier
3: too, Tony, thanks for the call, is when they did settle for a field goal, the Niners in overtime, they should have played to score a touchdown because you knew if you were going to give back. Like when when the Niners kicked a field goal, when they kicked a field goal, we all knew that the Chiefs would at least match that. Even when it was fourth and one. And we thought, well, the game's on the line. What are the Chiefs going to do? We all knew that the Chiefs would do what they needed to do. They, Patrick Mahomes has earned that. And so you take a guy who you absolutely don't want to give the ball to ever, and then you take a coach who is at this point known, known for blowing big leads. This was like the perfect marriage of, of what was going to happen the entire time. Raj is in Missouri.
8: Hey, Raj. Hey, I'm really enjoying your show down here in the Ozarks tonight. Well, that's First great. I'm listening on the Odyssey Network on my iPhone, God, it's incredible. So, really enjoying your show, Bart.
3: Well, thank you. What's up?
8: Well, I tell you what. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a, a little info. We, we're just a bunch of old guys now that referee football around Missouri. Um, the informational advantage of deferring that coin toss is huge knowing what you've got to do is huge that was a huge mistake in fact my buddies we were all texting when he did that and i think wagner i i don't know but he sure acted like the old girls when he jumped right out and said we want the ball and i said oh my god that's that's not and just to give you a heads up two of two of the guys on our crew worked uh one works the game clock up in the booth at Arrowhead, and the other works the play clock. And you'll see Mahomes grab his ears trying to hear the play come in a lot. There's a third guy up there in the NFL. They hit the mute button at 15 seconds left on the play clock. Yeah, So that's why, the, that's why those QBs are trying to hear that play come in real quick before that 15-second mute button goes off, because if they don't hear it the first time or it gets garbled, then now now they've got it they're kind of out on their own but yeah that that coin toss in overtime is a double edged sword now it was in a dome so it it deferring if you if you're outside and the winds blowing 20 30 miles an hour in your face it's a hell of a lot harder to score going into the wind than with the wind so it yeah we ever
3: did play at all yep
8: yeah it it didn't matter in the dome but the informational advantage of knowing what you have to do, it, it's huge. It's just huge. So anyways, I just want you to know I'm really enjoying your show tonight. You guys got a hell of a good show. Kept me from having to watch Unk and Ocho on the YouTube channel. So thanks for that. Dude. Oh,
3: I don't want to take away from Unk and Ocho.
8: Those <laughs> guys are great. Unc, I'll tell you a story. We drove down the road one day here in Kansas City, and uh, Ocho's uh, – daughter running for K U at the K U Relays, big track event in town. And they wouldn't they wouldn't he was standing outside the strip club with a bag of McDonald's. They wouldn't let him in the he's notoriously cheap. <laughs> and they wouldn't let him in the club with his sack of McDonalds, so he had to sit out on the bench and eat his McDonalds
3: before well, they yeah. let came in. So, yeah, that 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 McDonald's probably more affordable than whatever buffet they got yeah, inside there.
8: Deep. They had to kick him out of the Bengals' locker room because he was living in there when he first went there. So
3: I do, yeah, <laughs> he did tell. Join yeah. the
8: hell out of your show. You guys do great work. Keep it up.
3: All right, thanks, Raj. Appreciate that for sure. 855-212-4227. Uh, Shannon Sharp and Chad Cinco. they were live on YouTube last night. I saw this. This is real. They were live on YouTube last night, and it drew a bigger audience than uh, any show that Skip Bayless did that week on FS1. His former partner on YouTube bringing the uh, hammer. 855-212-4227. More from you guys coming up. It's the
2: Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show. You can hear it Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio.
3: CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler. You could call it our one-day late Super Bowl postgame show as that is the timing of when we get to take a stab at this. Oh, but we'll be talking about a lot of this for days if not weeks to come for sure 855-212-4227 855-212-4CBS I don't know if anybody heard that my computer started playing uh video good bit like not not I didn't have to close a browser it's just Super Bowl highlights we're uh we're all good here Azariah is in Arizona what's happening with you Yo. Hey, hey. Can,
9: can, you hear, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm here now, yeah.
3: Oh, oh, Okay. dash back to that phone. Got you. It was close. All right, so here's the
9: thing. I have a completely different take in what most people are, are, are complaining about. I don't think Mike Shanahan was a problem. And let's, let's Kyle, put it in perspective. Kyle, Kyle. Can you hear me?
3: Yeah, but Kyle said, Shanahan. Yeah, that's, Mike, who cares? Everybody knew what you the the I didn't Mike, have to be a jerk. The Everybody the knew the what the you
9: meant. <laughs> The Mike and Kyle show. Yes. Kyle Shanahan. So Kyle Shanahan can't coach and also play the game at the same time. And you can't make assumptions about anything. He didn't, he didn't fumble the ball in the first half that cost him a field goal or a touchdown. He didn't fumble the ball in the second half, which, which cost them a touchdown that they got right after the fumble. He didn't miss the extra point. And, and for you, for people just go on and on, like these babies in the sideline, Mike Shan- or Kyle Shanahan's the fault. He's the fault because he didn't do this and blah, blah, blah. It's nonsense. So, they were up three points at the end of regulation. Their defense couldn't hold. They were up three points in overtime. The defense couldn't hold. There's no assumption if they went for it on fourth down, they would have gotten a touchdown. They would have gotten no points. And then Kansas City came back and got a field goal. Everyone would be complaining, why did he kick the field goal? It's enough already with the Kyle Shanahan nonsense. The team lost it themselves, not Kyle Shanahan. If you want to blame anyone, you blame the defense and the defensive coordinator. It's enough already. I'm so tired of hearing this Kyle Shanahan nonsense. It's, it's ridiculous.
3: Well, all right. Uh, that's, I mean, that's fair, I guess. And I think that that's a complaint that happens every time that we play a game and somebody takes the brunt of the blame. Does it not? Because there's 53 guys on the field, you know, there's a coach and the whole coaching staff. And there will never be a time where we can like print out a sheet and say, "All right, I've got it here, guys. Who is to blame? Eight point nine percent, Kyle Shanahan. Three point five percent, the defensive lineman. Zero point zero percent, the punter. He had a great game. So we can we can never we can never do that. And you've got Kyle Shanahan." who I think I think if they're... Here's what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen when you fly so close to the sun. And this is the whole reason the Purdy... There's no Purdy hate. I've not met a single person who hates Brock Purdy. We're just like, chill out on how good you think this guy is. That's the argument. Again, we're arguing, is he good, is he great? And with Kyle Shanahan the guy has not won anything yet. He's been there twice. He's been even closer a couple more times, but he hasn't won anything yet. And the way he gets talked about, like Sean McVay won. Okay. Kyle Shanahan didn't win yet, but we lumped them together and give credit to Shanahan. And Shanahan was with Atlanta when they lost 28 three. I think that if you're, if there's a lot of, If there's a lot of good things said about a guy and then consistently he doesn't win, then bad things are going to be said. Uh, Stan is in Chicago. Hey, Stan.
10: Hey, Bart. So I'm listening to your show tonight. I I got a comment and then a question. I'm listening to your show and I happen to agree with you. I'm watching two weeks ago, the AFC game. And the the Chiefs won. They looked great. And then I'm watching the NFC game. San Francisco won, which personally made me a little happy, but not because San Francisco won. So I'm like, all right, the Chiefs are going to blow out San Francisco. And then I watched the game, and I happen to agree with you when you made the comment tonight, the game was
3: horrible. Was yeah, first horrible three quarters game. were absolute oh, trash.
10: They were. <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh my gosh! So then, my question to you is now, because you said earlier tonight you were watching the game with your kids, were you in the Green Bay hat, the number four jersey, the Lambo sweats, and the cheddar cheese shoes <laughs> when you told the kids you didn't watch,
3: want to watch the game on Nickelodeon? <laughs> no, I don't even. I, I didn't even think he knew that it was on Nickelodeon, thankfully. So oh. that's good. Because okay. he's okay. he's four he's four and like a half, and like, I'm really getting him kind of into football slowly. He likes to know who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. And I told him that the Chiefs were the good guys last night because, you know, in my Packer attire, I was still mad about the loss. And then he said, Daddy. In like the third quarter, he said, Daddy. I go, what, son? He's like, I'm rooting for the bad guys now. And then so he was rooting for the Niners. But and by rooting I mean I would point to him when there were touchdowns as he was sitting on his tablet watching Blippy. <laughs> so
10: now no now did you guys have the cheese curds, the gummy bears, and the taco
3: dip? Or just the cheese curds? You're Really playing up the cheese thing, uh, really playing up the cheese thing, Stan. You're the Packers, I had I, I had I'm chicken from wings, Chicago, dude. I know, I know what's going on here. Yeah, I had chicken do. wings, chicken wings. Oh, very good. Yeah. All you right. Know the four-year-old likes a chicken wings. Uh, he got chicken tenders and French fries, but he never eats the tenders. He just eats the fries. <laughs> All right. So, good
10: talking to you, man. Love the show.
3: Yeah, thanks, Dan. Daddy had a few more beers and then uh ate those chicken tenders. All right, I got time for Beck in Florida. What's up, Beck?
0: Hey, how's it going? Um, um, real quick, I guess I'll just uh save and hopefully we can get on your show at another time with uh I guess this uh talk that's not gonna be going away with the Super Bowl, maybe Hall of Fame and everything else. Um Um Is it a little windy down there, Beck? Beck is a little windy? Well, you can hear the the breeze? Moving. It's probably not as cold as a, probably up uh, where you guys are. But yeah, it's it's like the
3: breeze. breeze called me and I can barely hear you. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I can hear you great. I'm sorry. All right. Well, uh, I got you now. Go ahead.
0: Um, but the, when I tuned in, I guess you were talking to Leroy Butler, uh, Florida State guy, and um, speaking to different callers and shows. I mean, Marshall Mathers, I mentioned on the Eminem on the other uh, certain show, <laughs> and um, FSU. With Marshall too, you had Bobby Bowden and Randy Moss. I think in that movie, or uh, not Moss, but I mean uh, Bobby Bowden was obviously with West Virginia and the, the whole thing about the whole connection with Marshall. But obviously with the Hall of Fame talk and being at the the end of this and everything, I just I'll just save it, I guess, for another time if I ever get on. And um, you guys do have a great show and um, keep it up. I got a I really good, like I got
3: it. a good, I got a good sixty seconds if you want to throw a point in.
0: Um, we, we, we
3: can always save it
4: for another time, but
0: Kittle's usage absolutely horrendous. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not. A no, fan I of agree. No, teams, I agree. You know, he wasn't used Kelsey's- well. Yeah, he came through in the second half, though. But I mean, the first half killed the whole game, you know, Debo really didn't get in the groove. I didn't really get again. I hate I don't like either of the teams, but just watching it as a fan perspective and the, the play, I think it was in the third quarter when they got the ball back after whatever they went with six passes in a row and didn't run the ball once with McCaffrey or anything. So certain kind of, you know, key points that maybe but again, I don't know. These people already mentioned that, and or we can dive deeper because it's only the first night after the Super Bowl, so, you know.
3: Well, we've got time for you this week. Beck, thanks for the call. Um, Yeah, George Kittle, I think whatever kind of ranking you want to do with tight ends, you know, he is gone. Four years ago, he's on the sidelines saying, we'll be back. We'll be back someday. Well, he got back. He did get back. And he uh, was two for four that was it. All right. Amy Lawrence up next. Thanks to Shep. Thanks to Marco. Thanks to you. We'll be back tomorrow talking about this all week and what's to come. And it's draft season. Bears are on the clock. We'll get there, too. I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,